Sherin. Yeah, when you're in Neville Beach and you need some food, you gotta ride to the garden. When you're in Neville Beach and you need some food, you gotta ride check, check, to check, the check. garden. When you're looking for a treat, need something to eat. So it's all what you call, cause this restaurant can't be beat. Best high and loud. So I have something to get off my chest. Yes. Um, I was thinking about last week's episode. True confessions. And uh, we were talking about Blink-182 and the Lil Wayne tour. And uh, I realized that I lied. Yeah. My favorite Lil Wayne feature is on the Weezer song, Can't Stop Partying. But that's on the album Ratitude and not the Red album. Your favorite favorite Lil Wayne song is still on a Weezer album though, just to confirm. 100%. 100% yes. All right. Also, while we're on the subject of Wheezy F Baby, or Mr. Baby, as I like to call him. Mr. Um, Baby? Mr. Hello, Mr. Baby. Josh Cox, our esteemed sound editor, huge fan of Lil Wayne oh, back in the present. day. Uh, he was on the Carter 3, like nobody's business. So anyway. Like he was, Josh Cox was literally on the Carter 3? He could have been. As a feature? You've heard what he can do on this on this freaking podcast me- medium. Imagine if you had sound big label money doing this. Young money. Young money. I don't think I sound like Lil Wayne to you, but to me, I sound just like him. As long as you're self-aware. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Game of Thrones finale tomorrow. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, by the time you hear this, the whole thing will be wrapped. Our only most recent vantage point. Spoilers. Spoilers incoming. Spoilers. The writing sucks. That's <laughs> your spoiler. Let's do the drop. Yeah. We often hear Halloween meaning white person in a negative connotation, but is a perfectly good word. It means foreign introduced to foreign origin or foreign introduction. So in Hawaiian, anyone or anything that is not native to Hawaii is haole. I'm Leilani Poli Ahu. Ahui ho. Haole. Haole. Haole is a perfectly good word. Welcome to the Blue White Podcast. I'm Josh Michaels. I'm Ryan Little. And continuing on with our Game of Thrones yes. roundup for the week. NBA basket. This is a video idea, a concept I had that I'm far too incompetent to make. You take uh, Golden State Warriors highlights. Okay. And you, over the background, you put that, the, that like pulsating bass background music from when all those, you know, literal war crimes. Yeah. H- on the HBO war oh, crimes yeah. hour. Like, yeah. When, you know, the dragon fight. Like, and like that's like Steph Curry pull up like you sent Steve, me that clip Steve of Cur- Steve Dane Cur- Lillard oh with the hitting the three with the Kanye West with song the Kanye you. West song yeah. uh, there's some it much, was awesome there's some very talented audio engineers out there uh, so please make Josh it happen Josh could have done that Josh could have done that Josh if you're listening which you are because you edit the show you edit the show that's a great idea Steve Kerr is Daenerys Targaryen Steph Curry Drakaris <laughs> If you want to make a million dollars as a viral video uh, phenomenon, yeah. follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and get in touch, and make sure you give us credit for and the idea. Just like just like tomorrow's episode, uh, I'll be rooting for, I guess, 
Giannis Antetokounmpo is Sansa Stark? <laughs> no way. Well, I feel like Giannis is like Jon Snow. But, I mean, no one is so humble in the NBA as Jon Snow. It's, I guess, because of conference alignment. He comes from the north. Yeah. Okay. Milwaukee's pretty far north. No, this he's is act- like the prince that was promised. I, I, I was thinking about it in a in a in terms of a linear time frame, trying to align the. Conf- <laughs> more like the- more like Kawhi is Jon Snow because he's getting absolutely stabbed through the heart right yeah, now. Yeah, and he's, he comes from the north. He's uh, he's very taciturn. He doesn't talk a lot. Sure. Kind of a weird dude. He's very weird. Uh, maybe did some has some, you know him him grew uh, up bailing grew out of San Antonio. Grew up without his father. Spoilers. Steve Kerr Steve Kerr's brother is actually Kawhi Leonard's father. Like, how would this work? I don't know. Okay, I have well, no idea. Let's Anyways, not worry about it. Uh, Who made the best decision of their life last week? Well, let's first get into our shares to shouts challenge. Uh, this no, week, shares no, to shouts. Bullshit. Shares to shouts. Oh, shares to shouts. <laughs> shares to shouts. Uh, this shares to shouts. You know, listeners, we have. Uh, we're making it up again because no, the only not. one, the only one of you who responded was John Schoenfeld. That's not as true. usual, John Schoenfeld That's not says. True. Nope. This week's shares to shouts challenge comes from Timothy Tyler. Fake uh, name. No, it's not. That's not a real, real person. That's his real name, Timothy Tyler. I don't believe you. From Glenview, Texas, and Timothy Tyler says. I just want to say that I think the Blue Hawaii podcast is the best podcast of all the podcasts. Thank you, Timothy. You're not even trying anymore. That's what he said, dude. That's what he said. All right, Timothy Tyler, if you're if you're real, proof of life photo, newspaper with today's He's day. already done it. He gave us a Shares to Shout submission. Aptly, John Schoenfeld's Shares to Shout was... You can fool some people sometimes, but you can't fool all the people all the time, uh, to quote to quote the great Bob Marley. I don't see why that's applicable here. At least, like, if you're not going to treat me with respect, at least treat our audience with respect. Like, don't, don't piss on their heads and tell them it's raining. Check the weather. Uh, <laughs> who made the best decisions of their life this week? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, as you have probably been following along with... We are chronicling people who make the best decision for their lives, a thing that they can do uh, that will change their life more than anything else, which is, of course, follow us on Twitter. Uh, We had quite a few this week. Too many. Too many. Stop following us. Uh, (laughs) Everybody unfollow uh, or only follow us one at a time. Uh, This week's first person that followed us is Bailey Hodges. That's at Bailey underscore Hodges, B-A-Y-L-E-E underscore Hodges. Bio says, hungry poster. He had a nice haircut profile photo. It's kind of like a before and after. You look good. Uh, second is the proud liberal. That's at the proud liberal. But instead a- of the last L, it's a, it's a it's a number one, which Russian bot. He's got a real bot vibe. Yeah, got a real bot vibe. The Obama tricolor photo, uh, and it just has like proud resistors fighting for the American dream for all Americans. It's I don't believe anybody's doing that anymore. No. Next is Joe Maston. That's at Mrs. underscore Joe Maston, J-O-M-A-S-T-I-N, if you want to follow her. Bio says, Mama, wife, high school teacher, human. And uh, just it says a lot about her that she put human forth. She's like, you know what? Before even being a human, I am a, a mama, fair, wife, okay, and high school teacher. Soon, robots will be able to do all three of those things. That's true. Uh, next is Siren. Uh, which I think was probably also a bot follow at S Y R the number two N 
couple of selected tweets from Siren, who appears to be a beat maker. I actually did some research into this. Uh, let me just read a few, a few selected tweets. Nothing feel better than having your tag on a hard ass song. I know how that goes. Yep. <laughs> uh, this one, all caps. If I can't out talent you, I will outwork you. I have that tattooed on my back. Actually, <laughs> I listened to uh, listen to some of Siren's beats. I'm pretty obvious that they're being out talented. <laughs> Are you doing this? Is just like Siwani all over again? Like Sawani all over again? Like, no. We no. find people on the internet who are like, oh, those guys seem really cool. I no. want to listen to their podcast. And then we shit all totally over them. Totally a bot follow. Hold on, hold on. This one says, I don't need friends. I can do this all on my own. But Siren only has 50 followers. So <laughs> seems like some friends would help. Oh. This is poor. So the people, the people Let me read who we the last do want one. to share. Let me read to you the last one as you're creating, turning this into a siren compassion story. Why life? Why life so fucking difficult? Why life so fucking difficult? No, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like if it, if you're if you're a bot follow following us, I feel like we can make fun of you. Guarantee siren is just sitting like this is dude it's just like, like come on. Siren's man. tuning into our live stream. Siren, if you're a real person, get in touch and we will issue a full apology. Yep. Uh, to you and your bot that who followed else, us. Who else followed us? How about these sons of bitch? Uh, the Hawaii podcast. Wait a minute. Stay in your lane, bro. Uh, at if you want to follow them, which you should not, it's at Maleko and Fit and Flash. Excuse me, M A L E K O and Flash. F L A S H. Bio says official account of the Hawaii podcast, which is like no. Well, it's the Hawaii podcast. I don't know what color they are. I, <laughs> Black like my soul. I don't know. Like, here's the thing. At DJ Maleko. So, DJ Maleko, form of Star 1019, and uh, I believe Good Morning Hawaii on KITV4. So, it's pretty legit. My thing is... And Flashy. I'm not sure who Flashy is, but I'm, I'm sure they're also lovely. I'm sure that these are good people. Yeah. I'm sure they are. But change your podcast But name. get the hell out of here. <laughs> Uh, at Hawaii Tri- This is going to be like West Side Story, right? Like the Jets and the Sharks I'll coordinate. Do I'll do a turf for Dance off? Podcast off? Podcast dance off Podcast dance off over the air If you're Look at me Look at me I am the podcaster now If you If if uh, DJ Maleko or Flash are watching this right now They're not They're probably not But if you are I, I don't know The only thing I can think of is uh, did you ever watch Anchorman where they're like oh. the news teams all get in a fight? Public broadcasting, <laughs> no commercials, no mercy. <laughs> uh, Brick, you killed a guy with a trident. I know. Hawaii Travel Planner at High Travel Planner. Planning a Hawaii vacation or already here and need some tips? We're here to help. I need a tip on where is it affordable to live? It's not. They have three followers. Are we one of those followers? Nope. Do we follow them back? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm merciless. Whenever I, whenever I think it's a business following us, no. I'm merciless. I do not follow I believe back. I believe three followers is what we call a boutique service. That's true. <laughs> niche. Niche. Cornering the niche market. My next favorite one is one just called Wall Street uh, at Wall Street TriStar. Bio says, I am a paid employee of TriStar Media. Please read our full disclaimer here. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you'd like to read a top-notch disclaimer, why don't you pop on over to Wall Street TriStar's profile? Seems like a swell guy. Yeah. Oh, you skipped somebody. You skipped Andrew. Oh, Andrew. Oh, you're right. That's uh, at Ann Marinopoulos. He nice Greek boy. Future of education, future of work. Maybe knows Giannis. Co-founder, enroll hand. Helping schools grow. Uh, 
So I looked at Enroll Hand. It does say we help schools grow. If that's one of those, like, we're trying to grow, like, nonprofit charter schools to, like, help the mission and help, like, you know, uh, poor people, totally cool. If you're, like, a for-profit charter school, go screw yourself. I don't know what he does. He seems pretty cool. We're hedging our bets until we get until further clarification. Capitalism is, is... has me shell-shocked. Uh, here's this one. Uh, next one is at David, D-E-I-V-I-D. Uh, if you want to follow him, it's Scott's L-M-N, S-C-O-T-S L-M-N. His bio says, we are all human beings and we have a duty towards each other to protect and respect each other. Sounds like socialism to me. This account to me is like if a, if a bot account developed a literal like cult following, like if people didn't realize it was a bot and they were like ready to go to the mat, drink the Kool-Aid for this guy. So David, if you're real, change your vibe a little bit, bro. And finally. Last one. Thank God. Drum roll, please. Yu Young Jung. That's at Yu Young underscore Jung. This is definitely a real person. We have confirmed this. Y O O H Y U N underscore Jung. J U N G. That's the criminal justice reporter for Civil Beat. Very legit. Ex K pop guru from KBS World Radio. Even more legit. Former. I don't know why you would. I mean, like, I imagine. You know, I imagine they had their reasons. You know, ex K pop guru, but. I feel like K-pop guru's time is now. Yeah, I feel like K-pop guru would be my my dream job, not reporter. I think that's fair. But she also is a data geek for the Tucson Star, uh, a fellow of Reveal, which does incredible investigative reporting. Um, retweets and follows are not endorsements. Yes, Except for this one. Yes, they are. This one. They are. She's retweets and follows are totally <laughs> endorsements. Uh, thank you for endorsing us, Yu Young Jung. And uh, oh, by the way, you're now our new favorite. Anita Hofschneider, you're out. This is a Yu yep. Young Jung show. What has Anita Hofschneider ever done for K-pop? As far as I know, nothing. Sad. 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 So remember last week's poll about how over half of white Republicans are, quote, uncomfortable hearing foreign languages? Mm-hmm. Well, 56% of Americans don't think that we should teach Arabic numerals. I don't either. In school. All right. What's your what's your counterproposal then? Go back to Roman numerals? I got, Yeah, back to Roman numerals. Is this just... Uh, some, Listeners, for those of you who are not aware, Arabic numerals well, are also just called numbers. Are also known as numerals, because like <laughs> those are numbers. <laughs> we just, <laughs> I think, like America. You know, we don't like anything that's not white, especially if you like put Arabic in front of it. That's when, like all of our worst impulses come out. hundred uh, percent. Wall Street Journal. You know, you 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 asked the question of Hawaii travel. That Hawaii travel planner. Planner. Where's the rent cheap? Well, Wall Street Journal has an answer for you. Quote. Rising rents for millennials give rise to a new breed of lender. Thank you, capitalism. Quote, startups are pitching rent loans to young tenants, stepping into a market long associated with payday lenders. Awesome. Oh, good. When you hear the term payday lenders, I know I can sleep a little better at night. So this article terrified me. It's a sure sign of our rot as a nation, but it also probably gave the Wall Street editorial board a huge boner. Huge. Discuss. Discuss the Wall Street editorial board's well, not, boner. Not that specifically, but like bo- two things can be true. Like most people are reading that, going, "Oh my God, this is terrible! What a sign that our system is unsustainable and in decay." And a small group of a country, a small group of the country, is reading that, thinking, "Oh, we're about to get rich. We're about to make money." Uh, well, silver lining. It's not just Hawaii. Everybody's yeah. everybody's screwed. So that's why I got out of development, dude. When I was in development, it just felt like all we were trying to do was just screw. How do we screw, screw people screw, who can't screw, afford to buy a house screw, and keep them screw, in an apartment forever? Screw. That's all I got. Let's turn our attention abroad. Okay. Overseas. 
if we're getting drafted, which we are, the drums of war are beating, mm-hmm. would you rather go to Iran or Venezuela? Iran. Why? I love kebabs. Uh, Iranians don't have kebabs, I don't think. Yeah, they do. I because when you, I read when I read this question this? in the show notes, I googled Iranian cuisine. Okay, good. And kebabs is one I of always, the mainstays. I always thought it was a Mediter- more Mediterranean thing, but I'm glad that you've done your research. I, and, I researched the heck out of this show. Counterpoint. Counterpoint. War is bad. War is bad. That's just. I mean, that's just my two cents here. I feel like it'd be better for me, like if I get caught to be in Venezuela. I think they'd have better, like more mercy on me. But, like in Iran. Yeah. I mean, like, like we got this American uh, anybody who said so speaking you know Americans like like Senator Tom Cotton future Republican nominee and also future war criminal maybe past war criminal as well uh, he says the US could win in a war with Iran in quote two strikes mission accomplished yeah this, we remember how oh, well that worked for, out for last everybody, time for everybody like well Iraq that was that was a cakewalk yeah uh, just our, I, I love the idea that yeah like Iraq was a cakewalk with their like relatively stable governing structure yeah. and like then you go to Iran where it's like a super stable governing structure and then like a super majority and of like way more people ultra conservative like ready to die like fighters and we're just like yeah, yeah no we we got this we got this got what's crazy is Trump behind closed doors is telling people you know I don't really want to go to war in Iran because he's too much of an idiot and he's like to... he's like I don't really want to go to war in Iran what I would really love to do is if I want to figure out a way that we can keep them from having nuclear weapons but at the same time, like not have to go to war. And it's like, that was the freaking deal that you tore up when you came into office, you <sighs> dummy. But he knew that. He just doesn't, he just doesn't care. So moving from one war to the next. Okay. One war to the, a future, a future war to a current war, mm-hmm. the trade war. How, yep. how are your Mandarin lessons going? Because they're like, we just accelerated China's takeover by about 50 years by electing Donald Trump. So we should probably get on it. Is Ni Hao? Is that? That's, I think it's Cantonese. Listeners, please verify. If you speak Mandarin or Cantonese, get in touch. Uh, yeah, the, the funny thing about the trade war is if you have any ability to like forecast what's going on at all, you have to see what this, what this is going to be. He's going to push everybody to the brink where it's like farmers are squeezed. They're yeah. like having to figure out, you know, how do I pay for Jimmy's college or, you know, Jane's new pair of pants. And then it's like, and then all of a sudden it's going to be, Oh, it's gone. It's the heat of election season. President Trump solved it. The trade war went away and everybody has more money now. And everybody's like, and the media is going to be like, wow, an unexpected yeah. turn of events. Tonight is the night when he became presidential. Yeah. It's the, it's the playbook, man. Yeah. Break, break a bunch of stuff, create a crisis, get other people to resolve the crisis, declare victory. It's, it's a complete, I mean, it's a ripoff. It's a scam. It's a grift, but yeah. like anything wasn't. So, you know, the trade war is going to end and luckily we're going to get, uh, an adult into the white house mm-hmm. we're gonna get joe biden who is says he says very confidently once trump is gone the republicans are sure gonna work with him if the abortion challenges across the country this week have taught us anything it's that uh he's completely right and that uh when the when an adult enters a room and hard decisions have to be made republicans are definitely going to try to thread the needle with nuanced policy decisions that will make everyone's life better mitch mcconnell personally is excited for he's a Joe definitely Biden a person who's yeah. really always tried to work with the opposition completely uh what else oh victor orban uh was in dc this week that's uh, the despot from hungary the for hungarian who... proto-fascist yeah uh, so, of course, Trump and the GOP are stirring up more bad faith stories about mm. Muslim congresswomen to distract from everything. That's fun. We'll skip that. Oh, speaking of uh, asshole fascist Hungarians who definitely would have collaborated with the Nazis, Seb Gorka, you know him, uh, Mr. Art of War, 
uh, he says, we're in a war for our culture because Mr. Ratburn from that's P- that's Mr. Ratburn from the PBS hit show Arthur, Arthur. Yeah, is having a gay wedding. I thank I God, thank God, say. thank God that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ ordained Donald Trump would be elected to save us from this nightmare from this cartoon rats gay wedding. Yeah, <laughs> I always, but I always knew Mr. Ratburn. Fu- <laughs> I didn't know how. I couldn't prove it. But I knew he did. Uh, oh, you he want... had some swag. Yeah, he was really well sharp, put together. Sharp dressed. He had a nice. He had a nice. Uh, and a very like pointy nose. Yeah. Oh, speaking. Of, should we talk more about uh, anti-Semitism? Ludicrous bad faith. Sure. Claims of anti-Semitism. It. All right. Here's the headline by Aiden Pink. Pete Buttigieg accused of anti-Semitism after calling out Adelson's influence. In a segment of his speech about strengthening democratic norms and voting rights, Buttigieg mentioned, I know I'm a guest in Sheldon Adelson's town. This was in Vegas, this by was the in way. Las Vegas, yeah. which is basically Sheldon Adelson's town. Yeah. That comment elicited boos from the audience. Uh, but I know that real democracy means that the voice you have in our political process is gauged by the merits of what you have to say and not by the number of zeros in your bank account. Well, he basically, that's basically like... He basically said, get on the trains, you're going back to Dachau. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's like, that's, you know, this is just blood libel 2020, straight out, straight out of the protocols. The the crappy oh, thing Matthew, is... Matthew Brooks, the executive director of the Republican Jewish Coalition, the number one sellout to Donald Trump, uh, wrote on Twitter... This his remark. Mayor Pete's remarks were an, quote an anti-Semitic dog whistle, like from the party that is banging the drum about George Soros and the caravan. You, you've got you've got Pete Buttigieg saying if you're wealthy, you have a lot of influence in this country, and that's somehow anti-Semitic. Yeah. But you've got Steve fucking King over in Iowa yeah. goosed up and down Main Street, yeah. and they're like, yeah, this guy checks out. He's hey, a good guy. Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. Yeah. Freedom of speech. Yeah, uh, the the problem is is that the media. I mean, I know nobody's really picked this up, but like Twitter world, but like the media keeps jumping onto these like, oh, is this Democrat anti-Semitic story? And the problem is is that you're only holding one side accountable, mm-hmm. and so for average dummy voter, John Q. Iowa, John they're gonna be John like, they're gonna be like. You know what? I'm only hearing about Democrats doing anti-Semitic stuff because Democrats aren't making the same bad faith, anti-Semitic judgments that Republicans are. And it sucks. The media is completely complicit in this whole thing right now. <sighs> now for our biggest story of the week. Yeah. Domino's New Zealand yes. has added Hawaiian spaghetti pizza to its menu for a limited time only. Jacinda. Jacinda, please do something about this. I don't think she she doesn't understand the American accent as well. Can you do it in her native tongue? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jacinda, oh, Brie, please do something about this. this that was that was very, that was Canadian Scottish. Was Canadian Scottish Irish. <laughs> oh, Brie, this pizza is really gross. <laughs> this, oh, I don't I don't like this. <laughs> God, I, can't I can't do it anymore. This is, this is hard. I can't. I can't. Oh, I can't, <laughs> oh, I can't eat your spaghetti pizza. Your pizza's crap. <laughs> Anyways, Jacinda, please, please save us. Yeah. Also, pivoting back to we'll, com- we'll fuse, we'll fuse. Uh, we're you know the one thing that's yeah. worse than Hawaiian spaghetti Hawaii's, pizza. It's it's Mike Pence giving the convocation at, at Liberty, University. Liberty University, our favorite institution of higher learning. Mike Pence said uh, to new college graduates, "Quote: Prepare to be shunned or ridiculed for defending the teachings of the Bible." Let me just read you a, a quick quick quote from a book called the bible 
Which book? This is Galatians chapter oh, five. Is it, is it is it two Corinthians? It's it's one Galatians. There's no two Galatians, but there he said there, there could be a few a right sequel. One. There could be a sequel. Galatians two, Electric Boogaloo. I'd read that. Galatians two, White Guys Return. Here we go. Let's just read something. <laughs> two Galate, two Galatians, two Furious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All right. Uh, let me just read this quote, and then we're going to analyze it real quick. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So, uh, for context, that was said when the Romans were putting Christians in wax and burning them as human candles. Well, that's where the that's where the notion of a Roman candle came from. But they pe- were people are saying mean them. things about Mike Pence on Twitter. Yeah, they were tossing them in the arena and just letting the lions eat them for fun. Yeah. So let me just run back through those and uh, we'll see if those match Liter- up to the current. Last, literally last week, gunmen walked into a church in Burkina Faso and like shot up the, and shot up the church and killed the priest. Like, but the real danger is somebody's gonna, make you, somebody's gonna make you bake a cake. Somebody exactly. Somebody's gonna call Charlie Kirk a diaper wearing fascist. Uh. <laughs> Let's just run back through those really quickly. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. What you need to ask yourself is, does that resemble the modern GOP at all? No. But enough of the religious, right? Um, They're crazy. They've always been crazy. They're probably always going to be crazy. We have something that is decidedly not crazy, something very fun that we're excited to share with you. Uh, We are going to, in just a moment, be sitting down with Miss Lucy Valentine. She is the co-host of the Bunta Vista Socialist Club, a leftist podcast out of Australia, uh, which I could probably just say, we're going to be sitting down with Miss Lucy Valentine. She's the co-host of the Bunta Vista Socialist Club, a podcast right here in Australia. Uh, but I wouldn't say that because that might be seen as offensive doing a bad Australian accent. Um, more in a minute with her. Stay tuned. We're back. Ladies and gentlemen, she's an Australian writer, political expert, and comedy genius, as well as co-host of Bunta Vista Socialist Club, which takes his listeners through the wonderful landscape of Australian politics, media, and culture. You can follow her on Twitter at LucyXIV and subscribe for premium episodes and additional content at patreon.com slash bunta vista that's b-o-o-n-t-a vista v-i-s-t-a her name is lucy valentine lucy welcome to the show hi you made me sound so cool well that's that's kind of what i do is it, nice. when i talk like this and i say things really quickly it's supposed to make people sound very very cool i like it do you do that with everyone i do that with everyone i do that with my wife every time she comes home <laughs> Good morning. we've been married seven years she's got beautiful blonde hair and a nice body her name is jordan little everybody <laughs> how you doing today um a shitty little, day for australia it's a shitty day for australia yeah i'm still been, a little drunk yeah that's it's fair been a, it's been a theme in the uh Certainly the Anglosphere, probably worldwide too. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so for listeners out there who don't know what's going on, today is Saturday, May 18th. Yesterday, Australia had its elections and the Conservative Party and Scott Morrison, effectually known as ScoMo, if you listen to episode 37, with Alex Marks, who is running for uh, parliament in the Victorian state of Kew. Did he win? He wasn't expecting to win. <laughs> the, Blue um, the Blue Hawaii bump still does not exist. Well, do we have anybody on who won? Tommy. Eventually. Tommy Waters. Tommy yeah. Waters won. It does exist. He won in a landslide. Right. Anyways, so, uh, the Conservative Party stayed in power, which doesn't portend anything terrifying for the United States yeah. in 2020. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the politics specifically, uh, for our listeners who are unfamiliar, 
please explain Australia. Australia. I also just how, explain Australia. Just, what is what is Australia? <laughs> are we how how many times are you gonna forgive us if we use bad Australian accents? I'm in sure. This room do, together? do Americans just constantly come up to you oh, with the Steve the Irwin impression? Yeah, I'm dating an American, so I've just I just deal with that like all the time. Yeah. Can you why? Can I just ask a question while we're mm. talking about explain Australia? Because I think this would really get to the heart of it. What is it about saying no that's so hard for you guys? Why is what is the no thing? My boyfriend always makes fun of me for saying no. No, no, <laughs> no. It's not that. I mean, it's not no, that. no. It sounds I love just it. like that. I love it. It's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. Mm. Um, and then conversely, you actually, uh, you actually, you know, have, living here, I think you have a pretty, you could put a, a pretty decent American accent, but most folks from Australia and the UK sound like John Wayne. Yeah, when they, which is also fun. That's because it's the TV accent to us. It's the, <laughs> is that, it's the is movie that how accent. Americans, when they get work in Australia on TV, there they they get paid to talk like this? Yeah, we love it. We love that. Really? Show. <laughs> oh my god! Excellent. Can you can you I just tell say, you what, Pilgrim? We're fitting to <laughs> throw a shrimp on the old Barbie on the the barbecue. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sure she's like, oh great, cool, another podcast that just wants to make my accent. <laughs> okay, so, so so tell us a little bit about the election that just happened. Um, it was it had some 2016 election vibes. It was meant to be a landslide victory for the Labor Party. Yeah. So much so that Sportsbet, which is our big like gambling company, sure. early paid out bets on Labor. They paid out a uh, million dollars worth of bets on Labor only to. Um, yeah, have the Conservative Party win for a third round. Holy crap! Yeah, it doesn't doesn't bode well for things. So, Scott Morrison is so unpopular. Yeah, he's incredibly unpopular. And I feel like this is he's like, I mean, he's probably not as bad because no one's as bad, but he's kind of like the Donald Trump level of unpopularity. Yeah, even even conservatives in Australia they hate him. Not, they hate him. Yeah. But I yeah, I don't actually know what's happened. I have no you know intelligent. Um, ideas on why this has happened apart from maybe i do live in a bubble and yeah. maybe yeah. things outside of the cities are really really quite conservative yeah, yeah. And the status quo seems to be working for the people who need to remain in power who need to keep things out the way they are yeah it's absolutely the same sort of thing in australia where so benefiting the rich we had we had as we mentioned a minute ago alex marks on he was running as a green mm. in q and like he was telling us about his plan like or the greens plans they sound so reasonable mm. so just like obviously like pragmatic prosperous uh possible for the alliteration bonus solutions yeah and like what the hell i know i think the, the worst thing is that like the Liberals, the Conservative Party in Australia, yeah. like they weren't running on any policies this election either. Like, were they just running on brown people are bad? Yeah, is that their thing? Is it brown people are bad there too? Basically, yeah. yeah. Basically, fear of immigrants, Muslim yeah. Islamophobia what, is a big thing in yeah. Australia. What year did the um did the White Australia policy end? <laughs> oh, the eighties. Yeah, I think. Even so, listeners, for just a little context, like for us in the civil rights movement in the sixties, Australia has gone through pretty much similar. Broadly, yeah, broadly similar. similar, you know, white colonialists come through. Yeah. And the rest is history, as they say. I just, I, you know, on this postmortem of the Aussie election, I just want to say to to Australia, through, through you, of course, mm -hmm. as our messenger, mm. we're not mad. We're just, <laughs> we're just disappointed. I yeah. don't think anyone uh, can be mad at us. No. Yeah. Like this everywhere, right? Yeah. yeah. Except for New Zealand. New Zealand's doing well. New say, Zealand so, is doing so well. Yeah. yeah. New Zealand is so... Germany's still kind of holding it together. 
<laughs> I say kind of. If you look at what's disturbing about Germany is if you look at the map of like historically the broad base of the Nazi party and like the most recent election results, there's like a big overlap. Yeah. But other than that, you know, it's fine. So New Zealand is basically like your Canada, right? Yeah. In a lot of ways. So what, what are, what are, I guess. The differences in the accent. No. (laughs) (laughs) We have this thing where sometimes we we agree to each other. We agree with each other so quickly that (laughs) anyway. Yeah. What are the differences? Yeah. So how, how does, how's, how does that relationship compare to our relationship with Canada? And then I guess when you look over and you see Jacinda and seemingly reasonable people getting things done how does it feel minus the guy that got an egg cracked on his minus, head yeah mm, minus that well, that guy was a, that was an australian, that's an australian that was an australian guy. senator yeah. oh was he really yeah, yeah he's so australian. our politics is actually very comparable like that oh, guy is like mind. that guy is like mm. steve king oh, i would love <laughs> to crack an egg on steve king's head uh nick bosa san francisco 49ers big trump that's like uh israel falau um like yes you, yeah well you know you know all about australian politics we we do our wikipedia research yeah. nice. so when i uh last fall my wife and i went to australia and new zealand we flew uh we flew to sydney uh, went to sydney uh newcastle gold coast brisbane and we were there the weekend of the two grand finals oh, boy. and anytime the the tv uh any tv station any any radio station anything at all they were talking about one, which was shocking to me, the Kavanaugh hearings were going on right now. And that was like the number one news in Australia. They were like, what the hell is going on with those Yankees, basically? Mm. Number two story, constantly, every every item, will Cooper Cronk be fit for the grand final? <laughs> <laughs> so those so are the two things. So uh, it, it hooked me on, you know, Anglo, one, Anglosphere politics, at least like you guys can laugh at us, laugh at Brexit. Mm. And two, rugby. Uh, so it's... What a tremendous sport. It's a great sport. It's American football without the commercials and without the mm-hmm. dilly-dallying. The dilly-dallying. Yeah. But with the same rampant homophobia. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and we, like domestic yeah. violence and all. It's all the yeah. same stuff. Yeah. yeah. So uh, listeners, if you're not familiar with the uh, Israel Falau situation, basically imagine if LeBron James had the same worldview as Mike Pence and decided to post on Instagram uh that gays fornicators it was a big list it was, it was a long a big list, list of people, who were, of people who were going to hell atheists yeah, yeah mm-hmm. atheists oh don't get me started on the atheists uh yeah so like we're an atheist but not a fornicator <laughs> you don't you don't ask those kind of complex questions no it's it's very black and white yeah mm-hmm. uh the fundamental life which is a funny you should mention that because uh all of those beliefs came from white people trying to oppress black people yeah so, so what, so what the hell, Lucy? Yeah. So how much so to that, to that end, you know, we only see the clips, like how much of the culture war is a day-to-day part of life in Australia, the same way it seems to be here in our news. It's very much, it's, it's, I feel like Australians try to look down on America for not having healthcare and yeah. for having guns and Which stuff. Is fair. It's very much like, God, Americans are so stupid and crazy, yeah. well, but there's very much day-to-day culture wars in terms of racism. Racism is a huge problem in Australia. And then definitely homophobia. I mean, we only just got gay marriage like a year ago and we had a really dehumanizing vote on it beforehand. It was pretty narrow, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. it like, like 51, 48 or something? Like I think that? it was a little more than that. But yeah. like the fact that it went to a vote was terrible. We had yeah. this long drawn out thing where yeah. we have horrible Christian conservatives the same way you guys do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's culture wars all day, every day, basically. Well, and a lot of the Christian conservatives, like, 
the prog- more progressive wing of the Christian conservative party takes its cues from uh, leaders and pastors in Australia, mm. like uh, Hillsong and their entire ilk, which yeah. I believe is which in, is weird because we don't have a lot of people in Australia aren't particularly religious. Yeah, and then but we when just, they are, they when they really are, they're are. super they religious. Yeah, that's like people in England. I feel like it's the same way. Like they're not very religious, but man, yeah. when they get after it, yeah. Well, enough about the the culture generally. Tell us about yourself. Where, like, you're you're a podcast host. Mm-hmm. Uh, that must suck. It and does suck. Tell us about how you got started in this lucrative high stakes business yeah. that we know and love. <laughs> the, uh, this uh, star studded, yeah, uh, celebrity filled, uh, chasing our dreams. Yeah, I, I feel like you're just born a podcast, and you know, <laughs> yeah. when you're white and around the age of thirty, you have to, to have college. a pod- yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to start a podcast. I'm actually more surprised check, now check. when people <laughs> don't have podcasts. I thought everyone would have a podcast. Yeah. You know, why not? Um, so I had, a tw- I basically just had a very popular Twitter account. I used to write for a political brag, satire. <laughs> Much more popular. Very popular. Accounts. I used to write for a political satire website in Australia. Which, What's it called? Uh, it's not online anymore because oh. it got shut down because we got too many complaints from federal ministers who no didn't like way. being made fun of. Was it, that means it must have been very funny. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. What was it called? Can't, um, it was called. So we have a TV channel called SBS. We had a site called The Backburner, which was kind of like The Onion, but for political. I feel like stuff I heard about The Backburner. Maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. Like several years ago, I think. Yeah, a few years ago. It's been gone for a few years yeah. now, but it was a good time. Huh. So, so I guess by way of you know, the targets of your satire complaining and being able to get mm. your thing shut down. So the the. First Amendment freedom of speech in Australia works a little differently. I don't know. We have this argument every yeah. every day in Australia yeah. about freedom of speech. And it's the same thing here where it's, you know, um, conservatives love freedom of speech until it targets yeah. them. Mm. Yeah. Freedom yeah. of speech uh, until college freshmen make fun of me on Twitter. Yeah. And then exactly. Then, then we burn it down. Mm-hmm. So you were a writer and a writer. Uh, gained a, a Twitter following, it sounds like, through that. And mm-hmm. then the podcast just came after the site got shut down or yeah, what? Yeah. So Andrew, the guy who hosts, he's the main host of Winter Vista. He just sort of had an idea to put us all together to do a podcast. We all live in different cities, so it's not as fun and easy as doing this and sitting on a couch. So we well, all... you have a Patreon, so you've actually made money on it. So yeah. that sounds more fun. Uh, we'll, tra- we'll, tra- we'll trade the couch. We'll sell the couch. <laughs> yeah, couch can be yours. Yeah. And so we'll mean, move to Australia, actually. I would... Mm. I mean, it's not like it's not like the politics are a deal breaker for us because... Like, <laughs> it's yeah, better than I would, here. I would, uh, I would fucking love to move to Australia. They wouldn't take you. I know. That, that, you can't that. get a visa, right? It's hard to get a visa. That's really hard. Yeah. 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 Or at least a permanent visa. I f- yeah. Sorry, please continue. Yes. So we, well, now we're on super different cities because I'm in Hawaii, so which makes things very difficult. Sure. So we did a live stream last night of the election. It was incredibly late for me. So yeah. that's always fun. Seven hours behind? Uh, four. Four okay. from Hawaii. So Hawaii's, that's not terrible. Oh, it's, I mean, it's four because it's a day, the yeah. day difference in four hours. Yeah. That's still, yeah, that's hard. That's a nightmare. Not easy. But. Yeah. So how are you finding Hawaii? Hawaii is different from the rest of America, which I Thankfully. appreciate. Thankfully, That's yes. what we appreciate. I too, feel like it's kind of like a different country here. It has some elements of it's American like, it's culture. It's something that feels so different that you think, I think we could make a podcast about how yeah. our views are a little different than everybody else's. That's a the, great idea. Uh, the late... Uh, the late Anthony, the late great Anthony Bourdain said it was all the best things about America and all the best things about Asia, but That's also true. more generally, I guess like the 
best and worst about America in a lot of ways. Yeah, we got a lot of people here who are... Yeah, Yeah, I'm learning about the politics and stuff here. It's it's definitely interesting. If you want to learn more, I can recommend a great show, Blue Hawaii Podcast. Yeah. Find it Uh, on Spotify. I might start my own podcast here in Hawaii. Yeah, competing podcast. What would you call it? Uh, Would you call it the Hawaii Podcast? Because The Hawaii Podcast. Because somebody this week followed us on Twitter called the Hawaii Podcast. Wow. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Damn, should have blocked them immediately. <laughs> well, what we do. Jack, please stop this. <laughs> we called them out. This is harassment. On this episode. So, uh, uh, co-signed, co-signed by the famous Lucy Valentine. Yeah. Mm. And you guys bring all, you and all your friends. We'll bring us and all our friends and then we'll fight to the death. Yeah. So how are you finding living with American college students? Um, it's the worst. <laughs> wait, wait, it's- we need to should provide some context to that. <laughs> no, she just moved. I'm just. I'm gonna just move to another I country just moved and live with college students. <laughs> to live with college yeah. students. Cool, cool, you, cool. So you're an RA at the University of Hawaii, right? Uh, my boyfriend is. Yes. <laughs> oh, is he really? Yes. Oh, we were just, just shot in the dark on that. Yeah. Oh, is uh like in the dorms or? No. Okay. Oh God, no. What's, okay. Is that what that means? Residential advisor, but I guess it also oh. means research assistant. So it does. That's my what fault. I was thinking. My fault for. American All these damn American terms. And our for-profit universities. Well, what's funny is, uh, regardless of whether you're a residential advisor or a research assistant, you're still effectively just babysitting college kids. Babysitting bratty yeah. college kids, yeah. Anywho, so you moved to the United States, as you were telling us off-air, to be with your fiancé. Yes. Who is a research assistant, not a residential advisor mm-hmm. at Lucky the university. Him. Yes. How's that? Well, you know... Yeah. It's, it's I have to become American. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to just lose all my health care. Uh, <laughs> it's not as bad as it sounds. But what what it feel just feel that freedom. Yeah, just feel yeah, the, I do feel let, very let the, free the here freedom all the time. Wash over you. The yeah. liberation yeah. from the burden of health care. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the burden of getting the, free the, healthcare. The like, I mean, think about how bad it is, how like all the side effects from chemotherapy. Mm. Like, would you even really want to do it? Like you can just have American healthcare and we'll deny it. Yeah. Also, I just you know you should have to work for healthcare. It's you yeah. should totally like, you should have to it work feels for every luxury. When you know you've earned it. Mm. I think if you don't work, you should die. You should die. You should die. die. You should die. Mm. And yep. if you can't work, you should still die. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't believe what I believe, you should also die. Mm. It's the American way. I'm, yep. I feel like I'm getting into the culture now. It's yeah. not that hard. <laughs> yeah. The citizen and and uh, let's let's bad choice of words here let's call a spade a spade you're white it's gonna be really easy mm. oh you have an true. australian accent so people yeah. will take kindly to that yeah that's true yeah i should become like a shitty comedian be in movies they love australian actors in movies here rebel wilson yeah exactly yeah. she we, di- we didn't like her so we just sent her away also and- fun fact about rebel wilson because i've seen this before like a hundred movies when they play the trivia sometimes yeah uh, she was a, a lawyer in australia really yeah. mm, oh. i didn't know that yeah i think that's the exact same thing that uh, england did with john oliver like uh, whatever yeah. you can take him and then he then became he famous. Blew up. yeah, yeah. we'll so, take the cast give us your your tired your hungry your <laughs> unfunny your poor your, your unfunny poor podcaster yeah uh, would, would the reverse work i mean if we went to the to australia and started a podcast do you think we would be successful no so i, I don't think australians are super fond of americans what a lot of the t- it's shocking right we taught them everything they knew i know well actually actually the uk did no no uk did for like a while but then we like came We're, in. We are the cultural hegemon, right? Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that tells the rest of the world like what's entertaining, I guess. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you're Australian. Tell us. At, get in touch with get us and touch. tell us Follow why us you Twitter. hate us. <laughs> yeah, and we'll read the best answers on air. That's true. I'm sure there'll be a huge list. Yeah. Is, um, <laughs> an interesting, you know, there are a lot of interesting parallels between uh, Australia and Hawaii specifically. You mm-hmm. know, we have a different relationship with a, uh, a young Yorkshireman named James Cook. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I was there, another thing, the third item of debate was uh, they're talking about getting rid or changing Australia Day. Yes. Is that is that still a thing? A, the, the, which is, you know, the, the day of Cook's arrival, I think. is. Yeah, it's basically the day that Australia was invaded yeah. and, and they slaughtered the nice, natives. A so. nice big fuck you to the aboriginals. Right? Yeah, like, let's just celebrate that yeah. every single year. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. You guys yes, do that yes. here too? Uh, He's, we do that 365 days a year. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. There's, yeah. Uh, there was my, my personal favorite anecdote. Uh, there was once, a, I can't remember the guy's actual name, but there was a Howley UFC MMA fighter who branded himself the meanest Howley since Captain Cook. And I was like, that's <laughs> asking for something. I don't nice. know what it's asking, but it's probably not good. It's good branding. It's good. That is good I mean, branding. You remembered Everybody it. needs a wrestling, vi- you know, the, the heel, right? The villain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should make a heel turn, you and I. We should we should do the heel. We were talking about we've been getting in trying to develop a, a grift, um, uh-huh. because as you've probably realized, it's very easy in this country if you're young and white to just be mean and sort of right. have conservative world just latch onto you. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, if we start now and we plot this out over a series of weeks, maybe months, we could do an effective heel turn and go straight into the Fox News bubble. Well, do you know Rupert? Can you introduce us to Rupert Murdoch? Oh, the Australian. I don't know. I've never met the guy. He's he's here, right? He's basically American. Yeah. Is he? He still owns like all of our newspapers. Yeah, that's another thing we have in common. Those those right wing tabloids getting our least educated, least informed citizens to basically yeah. do the bidding of rich people. Yeah, we definitely have that in common. Uh, so what have you is there anything that you've liked about the US where you're just like, oh, this is better than, like, mm. is there anything you could point to? Like, this is better than Australia. This is better Taco than Australia. Bell. Taco, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Uncrustables. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Just a bunch of weird shit. Have yeah. you been to, have you been to, I know you have Hungry Jack, but have you been to Burger mm. King? The original, you know. Hungry Jack's is so much better than Burger King. Also, KFC in Australia is great. KFC in Australia is actually like KFC good food. in most of the rest of the world is good. Yeah, it's everyone like, kept telling me it's disgusting here. I was like, that can't be right. And you it's tried it? Like, yeah, it is, it's it bad. Is, have you had Jollibee? I have not had Jollibee. Jollibee is like KFC of the Philippines. Ooh. Have you had Popeyes? Yes, Popeyes was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Better than KFC. You guys got some great convenience food here. It's the one thing that America does well. Capitalism, baby. That's why we're all Capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, I mean, the rest of the, and this is, I noticed a lot of the, as America goes or as Britain goes or as Australia goes, the Anglosphere tends to follow. Like, you guys are catching up to us. Yeah. We're like, but you know, it's also like the natural, the natural, the natural transition of things, right? Like we should all probably start learning Mandarin. The Anglosphere is on the way out. Like we're in the last. It sure does seem like it. We're in sort of like the death rattle of the the Roman Empire, I think, mm. right now. Are right, uh, wait, of the true Roman Empire, using uh, like the Anglosphere as like a analog for the Roman analog. Empire, okay. like but United States, the United yeah. States specifically, mm. but like. I remember when I was in when I was in the tenth grade, my world history teacher, Miss Evans, she said. That America is the greatest country ever, better than Rome. And I'm like, wow, what? <laughs> because we'd been around about 225 years at that point, And like, we already just were like imploding a little bit. I mean, we were in like a hundred wars and uh, everything was bad. And like, we're about to add a, add to bad a few more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, you get four into four foreign wars, your fifth one's free. And I'm like, we're 225 years in. Rome made it like a thousand years before anything. Yeah, yeah this isn't going to make it a thousand no, years. No, not a thousand years. <laughs> Definitely I not. I mean, China's been around in one form or another for 5,000 years. And like, they're about, they're just about to hit their shining moment. So mm. watch out. 
Bro, China's on a come up. Yeah. You guys peaked too early. You yeah. Think so? so yeah, you're on the downhill. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like we we're new money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. New money and we're a little gauche about it. Mm-hmm. And like we just I don't know. We don't steward our cultural panache very well. Mm-hmm. No. We're letting our worst tendencies eat ourselves. Yeah, it's not going so well over no. here. I've no. come here at a very strange time. Yeah. You did. Well, you mentioned uh the shades of the twenty sixteen election in Australia. Mm. I felt like things were on a generally upward trajectory until November, whatever it was, 9th, 2016. 8th. Yeah. 8th November but, 8th. Yeah. It's like, everything was like, we're like, you know what? We're doing all right. We've got mm. a new clean power plant. We've got a new clean water act. We've got like, we're like really improving. We just yeah. got into the Paris Accord. Iran's no longer going to do nukes. And then, yeah. and then we're just like, what? In, in Australia, liberal means something different here. But... Tell us about how, similar to in our country, the sort of blind naivete of the center left. Like, everything in the future is going to be optimistic. People can't possibly be this racist forever. Yeah. We just keep we just keep liberalizing and improving. Everybody will move in the right direction. A rising tide lifts all boats, blah, 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 blah. Tell yeah. us about how that... It's very much the same thing. Yeah. So this Bill Shorten, the leader of the Labour Party, this is, I think, the third time that they've tried to win this election with him as leader yeah. and not changing any policies. He's like the Nancy Pelosi of Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Chuck Schumer. Yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah, Yeah, we have the same problem where Labour and the Liberal parties are, they're not hugely different whatsoever. You know, Labour won't... It's capital, right? Yeah, Labour won't commit to any actual like leftist policies or anything that, you know, raises welfare or anything like that. It's very much a commitment to the centre. But I think a lot of people in Australia really support centrist politics. When you say... Sorry, when you say leftist, Mm. uh, does that mean something different in an Australian context versus an American context? Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Um, Just because Australia has leftist policies, I guess you would call them with, you know, social health care and everything and just socialised services are such a, like... um, they're just assumed to be in Australia all the time. That's just our baseline of the way things are. So I guess left is a bit further left than it would be here. Yeah. So it's it's not radical to, you know, support healthcare in Australia, but yeah. we still, everything's, you know, the top people are in control of everything and policies just um, support the highest income earners, basically. It's the same deal. Is So when we had Alex Marks on, he was telling us basically the the general way to conceptualize the Australian political landscape is that uh, a, there's a bunch of mining for a long time and that mm. made everybody very wealthy yeah. and it created like a good strong like social welfare state that people supported and then basically mines either uh, dried up or they closed down because it was cheaper to mine in like Africa or China or mm-hmm. some, some, you know, other developing country. And that that's sort of the, that was like the genesis of all of this, this social conflict is like, okay. you know, nobody had their reliable, easy six figure a year job anymore. And then now like, well, what the hell do we do? Blank How do we make money? I never went to college. I like yeah. have an eighth grade education and I've been driving a truck. It's that Muslim guy's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Is that kind of, is that like more or less accurate? I mean, that sounds about right. In the United yeah. States, it's kind of the same thing. It's like everybody had their nice factory job and you got a pension and you work for 30 years and they give you a Rolex and it's great. And everybody loved it. Yeah. And then all, all of a sudden wealthy decided, people were yeah. like, you know, we can do this better in China. 
for for cheaper right and then it all dried up and then rather than people getting angry at capital they got or angry the, at the, each other yeah. or the people below them and somehow blamed it on the them. rich guys who took all their tax money yeah yeah so yeah that sounds about right i feel like i've had a bit of a, a wake-up call with this election in terms of you know people that don't live in cities Mm-hmm. you know have a very different political view than i do because they've yeah. you know they struggle with money and stuff in the same way but yeah. instead of voting for policies that are going to help them out it's blaming muslims essentially yeah. well it's well, like or if we just got rid of abortion mm. that would like then god would no longer pass judgment on america mm. and we would ascend into a well, better place well it's funny because it, it really comes down to so when typically when you i guess when you say leftist in the united states context um more and more it means like taking a uh utilitarian view yeah. of like how the social safety net should be deployed yeah. well thanks to thanks to them calling obama you know a hardcore marxist for eight years now leftist in america just means i believe the government should actually do things for people yeah we have Something. that where the labor party is called socialist when they're incredibly center even yeah. right leaning so like here i think leftist almost has taken on a con is i would say it connotes more with like the understanding of like of actual like marxism and not marxism in like a we should kill and eat the rich and redistribute all the resources but if you guys don't watch the fuck out we're gonna do that is analysis it's more an analysis like, of it's oh. more like rich people do try to oppress poor people and then mm. poor people do fight each other and like yeah um, it's it's interesting to to hear that that's really bad here one thing i've like learned a lot since coming here's in here hawaii or here in the states just in the states in general is how much that like red scare like communism is such a yeah. like horrible thing to say here. Yeah. It doesn't have like, you know, because we have socialized medicine and all that kind of stuff in Australia, it's not as a scary thing. It's not used as such a scary term. Whereas here it's like you talking about socialism is like, yep. you can't do that here. Well, what's so, what's so mind numbingly infuriating is that um, we do have socialized medicine. It's Medicare and people love it. Like old mm. people, if you, if I mean Trump largely won over older Americans because when the favored conservatives in the 2016 the run up to the 2016 election were saying we'll have to figure out how do we you know balance the budget people read it as code word for where do we cut Medicare and Trump's like oh I won't cut Medicare and people are like great that guy that's the guy it's like and right. he's basically saying like I won't touch your socialized health care I'll expand it everyone will get yeah, like well, the best Medicare. Hmm. Oh, Donald Trump lied and there were zero consequences. Well, and so Shocking. I, Shocking. I guess I guess it's like the problem of like capital versus uh labor here is um compounded by the fact that the culture wars have turned generational where it's like now there's wealthy versus poor but there's also old versus young where yeah. like old people older people had so many socialized services. They had um, basically uh, a free high quality education they had super affordable health care they had great roads to drive on they were, the government mm. was actually building housing for them government was building housing for them right. and then now it's like okay well now it's our turn like well hell no we're not gonna do that that's socialism well, these millennials are yeah. so entitled yeah you and your participation trophies right i guess the point is the old the rich Fuck the rich and the old <laughs> everybody <laughs> everybody but you don't trust anyone uh, over the so, age of so other than so other than you and the the fabulous hosts of Bunta Vista, mm-hmm. uh, who are some Australians that we should pay attention to for like inspirational, hopeful stories? Oh God! If if, if there are any, <laughs> there's not a huge you know amount of inspiring stuff going on at the moment. 
It's really disappointing. How about Julian Assange? <laughs> He's from Australia. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> well said. Um, all right, so if you, you unfortunately probably will not become an American citizen in time to vote in 2020. Mm. If you if you could, who would your preferred candidate be? I think Elizabeth Warren is yeah, doing some makes, great things right now. That nice. makes at least two of us. I think she's won me over. Yeah. I've been a big Bernie fan and I still am, but me too, but she's just she has an answer for everything. Yeah. You know? she I think ha- it's, it's, it's just very just important a- to have like direct policies. What? Exactly. It's such a cohesive, like, here's how I'm gonna accomplish my yeah. goals. Well, like and Josh sent me yesterday, uh Pete Buttigieg, who I was excited about. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Pete Buttigieg uh let out his policy platform and or released his policy platform. So it let out like it was in a cage, uh released his policy platform and Josh sent it to me. And I was comparing as I sent Josh a quote from Pete Buttigieg's idea for like how to fix the middle class. It's like three sentences of like the middle class should be fixed. I think I can fix it. Vote for me and I'll try. And Liz Warren's like, here's the nine things that I'm going yeah. to do to address yeah. like the, the, the crumbling of the middle class, including the ultra wealth tax. And it'll fund these five priorities. And like, oh, okay. And mm-hmm. I will vote for you now. I think yeah. she would be a good candidate. I think even the, you know, Hillary, Stan kind yeah. of people it, would would go for elizabeth yeah. warren too, which is too. Good. Still, they still have a vendetta against bernie unfortunately yeah the, the I problem think i think with liz warren and trying to thread the needle on the hillary vote is that hillary was really friendly to ultra wealthy wall street people yeah and liz warren has had them in her crosshairs for her entire political career which endears her to people like us who are on the left but the it average Joe Biden is getting a lot of checks. That's very exactly shortly. what it means. That Joe would be Biden, upsetting. Kamala Harris, it's going to be. It's going to be. It's, it's almost certainly right now. It's going to be Biden versus Trump. Trump's going to win. Oh God! Like that's what the, the Trump f- would absolutely win in that scenario. I think. I think. Well, it's so uninspiring. But it's because the thing is, is it? Uh, I think I saw. But, a th- but we're also like, like you say, we're also probably in our own bubble mm, in a lot yeah, of ways. That's true. So well, I, I saw a tweet. I think it was from you. I. It was I was either reading your profile this morning in advance of this episode or some other Australian commentator and mm. they were saying like Jim Jeffries. <laughs> they were basically talking about like all you people who decide to stay home or sit this one out, like this is what happens is yeah. you get SCOMO again for, you know, the next the foreseeable future. And it's like I have a feeling that we're gonna have those same tweets in twenty twenty where it's like to all you people who got pissed off that it wasn't Bernie or it wasn't Liz Warren or it wasn't Buddha Judge and you just sat at home Look what you fucking did. Yeah. We have compulsory voting, which yeah, that's makes sense. But it, you can pay a fine though, right? You, yeah, you can. You don't have to. Yeah. And you can also just not it's actually vote. But you don't you have, have to, to show up. You don't have to actually have to, you know, yeah. make your vote, vote count or whatever. But we also had like record enrollment for young people this year, especially because of the uh, gay marriage vote last year. Yeah. So like there's a huge amount of young people enrolled and this still happened. Uh, that's upsetting. like... Uh, that's like Beto O'Rourke losing in Texas where it's like everybody just like donated money and they all got registered and then they all voted and he still lost by yeah. 200,000 votes. Yeah. Scomo is kind of like Ted Cruz actually. That actually kind of works. That's a fair <laughs> way to describe him. Lucy, you say in your Twitter bio that you were quote, a persecuted gamer. Mm. One of our friends who loves sharing these gems shared a meme from Reddit's The Donald website, uh, a lovely place full of lovely, kind, gentle souls and they love this quote from the right wing's most useful idiot, mm-hmm. Dave Rubin. Why the left hates gamers. <laughs> quote, you have to actually accomplish something in a video game. You have to keep trying to succeed. That sort of shows me why the media and the leftist media 
hates games and gamers. They don't like people who solve problems. Hmm, that is so true. Thoughts? It's just so true. Yeah. You know, there's no okay. one more persecuted than a gamer. Tell us, tell us about a time when persecution affected you. As a gamer? Yes. Just every day. Every day. Every day. Being made fun of for gaming, you know? Yeah. I feel like I just, I know what it's like to be a person of color. When you you showed up to the studio, (laughs) (laughs) when you showed up to the studio, there was a, upon your, upon your presence, upon your aura, there was a weight, a a great heaviness and Mm. sorrow. And at first I I thought it it was a hangover because you said I'm hungover. But now. I know that you were just putting on a brave face. yeah, Yeah, I was putting on a brave face. Folks. Thank you. Thank you for your bravery. For just $5 a day. (laughs) You too can sponsor an Australian persecuted Uh, gamer. So the other thing we noticed in your Twitter bio, and this is where I'm going to have to step in as the neutral arbiter here. Your Twitter bio said that you are an aspiring Jeopardy champion. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Alex Trebek. Prayers and blessings to the goat. Love Alex Trebek. Canada's Canada's greatest export. Mm Mm-hmm. You probably don't know this, but Ryan was the official Winter 2018 Trivia Champion of Oahu, according to the people who keep track of these sorts of things. You are not. I have 20 questions prepared. Do you think you can take the crown from Ryan? I do a lot of trivia. Here? Yes. I think that's a yes. And this, What's that, your team name? I think the new season just started and we don't have a new name. Have you ever played under a different name? Mm, I can't remember what our name was. Mm, okay. Well, that wasn't one of the 20 questions, thankfully. Okay. So... Okay, so I guess, so we've got 20 questions, and if there's a tie, I've got a lightning round ready to go. These are from a an online trivia generator, so... Oh, this sounds great. <laughs> hopefully there is no bias or accusations of anything inappropriate. Um, How do we decide who gets to... Should we do show of hands? Well, show of hands? That's tough between, like, it's reading and... It's going to be old American history, isn't it? shout it out? No, thankfully no. Just, should I say, first one to shout it out gets it? Sure. All I right. feel like it's going to be incredibly exciting for our listeners to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Cinco de Mayo celebrates the Mexican army's 1862 victory over France in what battle? Did you pull this from your freaking college history book? What is this? Yeah, I don't know. It's the Battle of Puebla. Ah, Who would know that? Of course. That? All right. Question number two. Did you, are you, did you pick like the hardest questions <laughs> in question the world? Number, I, well, it was either, it was either like, it was either. Josh was no, wrote these questions himself from his thesis for an undergrad. There was no <laughs> in between. It was either like Battle of Pe- Puebla or who was the first president of the United States? Uh-huh. So, All right. I, I love skewed, president questions. It's always yeah. like John Jacksonson. John, John Jacksonson. It's our, our ninth president. president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Uh, from what language, question number two, from what language did English borrow the word schmaltz? Polish. No. I know what that is. I don't know what the language is called. Is it Yiddish? It's Yiddish. Oh. Yiddish is on the board. I should have said Yiddish. I was thinking Yiddish. Question number three. What is the easternmost state in the United States? New Hampshire. False. Oh. Ah, man. <laughs> East is on that side. <laughs> I actually have no idea. Florida. It's actually Alaska. Oh. Oh, get out of here with oh. that. The Bering Strait crosses oh the international dateline. God. Damn. Okay. Lucy one, Ryan zero. Question number four. Saipan is part of what group of islands? Micronesia. Close. We'll give you... The Marshall Islands. Incorrect. Damn it. We'll give, we'll give Lucy a half point for that one. It's actually... Uh, the Northern Marianas, also, oh. or we also would have accepted the Mariana Archipelago. 
this may is, all get cut out. Which is technically part of Micronesia. So this may all get cut out because okay. it's completely ruining my credibility <laughs> as knowing anything about our region. Now extinct, question number five. What shark is thought to be the largest... The Karshadon Megalodon, Josh. ...to have ever lived on Earth? That's the right answer. Is the, it that one? It's the Megalodon. So Is that from the film The Meg? Yes. Is that what that is? Meg, the Meg is actually based on... I'm not sure how legitimate the actual scientific theory is, but I think they didn't just make it up for the movie. I think there is... Oh. Yeah, the Karshadon Megalodon. Right. So I mean, one and it's and a half, Latin name. One and a half to one. <laughs> All right. Question number six. Which planet in our solar system spins the fastest? Venus? No. I would have to say... I'd have to say Mercury. No. Okay. Dang. It's Jupiter. Oh. Jupiter makes one rotation every 10 hours. That's pretty wow. fast. So that's, that shit that's is super spinning. fast. Yeah. All right. Seven. What is the name for the military nobility and officer cast that existed in medieval and early modern Japan? The uh, Samurai? The Samurai. Ah. Lucy. Two and a half. Number eight. How many people have walked on the moon? Two? Six. Twelve. What? What year was the first modern Olympic Games? 1902. No. 1900? 1896. Ah. You were close. Okay. How many time zones are in Canada? Three. Six. What? Jeez. There are big countries out here. In the movie The Wizard of Oz, what did the scarecrow want from the wizard? Brain. Brain. Ryan's on the board. Or oh, Ryan's... Ryan, sorry. Ryan is <laughs> yeah. two, two and a half to two. All right. Number number 12. The European Organization for Nuclear Research is known by what four-letter acronym? IAEA. CERN. Damn. Three and a half. The Arc de Triomphe is to Paris as the Brandenburg Gate is to which other Berlin. European camp? Lucy's got it. Berlin. Ah. Just four and a half to four two right half, now. Four and a half to two. This is getting, it's number getting 14, hard to come back. Including Rudolph. How many reindeer... Is Santa Claus said to have had nine? Ryan's got it. Damn. That is just for the record: Rudolph, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, <laughs> Donner, Blitzen. Four and a half to three. Here we go. Question number fifteen: In what city would you find the La Brea Tar Pits? Uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Four and a half to four. We're Coming tightening up you. in the home Unfair American question. Coming for you, Valentine. Uh, wait, let me just. Okay, so none of the rest of the questions are about America. Good. I don't like this, actually. This is, un- okay. this is unfairly well, skewed against me. Cogito ergo sum, I think, therefore I am. Deca? She didn't even need me to read the question. Oh, man. Philosophy five and, major. Five and a half. <laughs> oh, no wonder you ended up oh, in podcasting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> four, five and a half to four. Okay. So that was a Latin phrase by the philosopher, Rene Descartes. In what country, number 17, in what country would you find the Yellow River? China. China? That's Ryan. Damn. Five and a half to five. Three questions left. Which European country has the longest coastline? Italy? No. European country, longest coastline. Do you count Russia as European? Because Eurasian? I don't... I never you're not going to tell me that, are you? I can't tell you that. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Then I guess I'm going to say the UK. Norway. Ah, oh, that was my second Close. guess. Those so, countries so are huge. Five and a half to five? Is that where we're at? Mm-hmm. Okay. Number 19. The world's fastest growing plant is a species of what? Bamboo. Bamboo. Oh, damn. Of course it is. One question left. Six to Need five double and a half. jeopardy. Should we, well, it's a good lightning round. So let's make this double. So if, if Lucy gets this, we'll oh, go to the lightning round. Nice. <laughs> All right, okay. What was the Roman name 
for the goddess Hecate or Hecate. I don't know. Not Tecate. That's the beer. Hecate. Oh, I never know these. How about... Should I give... If you don't... Okay, I should give hints for this one if neither of you can get it. I just I just feel like none of these make sense. Uh, okay. Yeah, go for it. Okay. The ro- uh, here's hint number one. What are we doing right now? Talking. Sitting. Staring. Silently. Thinking. What are we playing right now? Trivia. Her name was Trivia. What? Oh, that's... Yeah. What? All right, we should do a different question. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> screw it. All right. Never mind. This is for this is for all the marbles. Okay. Straight up lightning round tiebreaker. Which of and don't say them out loud until you figure out your answer, but okay. who can name more of Henry VIII's wives? Can you name any of them? Uh Catherine of Aragon? That's one. It's one to zero. Mary. I'm sorry, Mary is incorrect. <laughs> Congratulations, Lucy. Yes. On that's some bullshit. On my one <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> Catherine of Aragon, Anne Boleyn, Jane Seymour. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I kept I was thinking of Anne Boleyn, but in my head I kept seeing Marie Antoinette. And I was like, no, that's because I've been on this. Yeah, Marie Anne Boleyn. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh Jane Seymour, Anne of Cleves, Catherine Howard, Catherine Parr. I ca- a lot of Catherines. A lot of Catherines. I should have said Catherine. I should have said Catherine. Catherine. Kathy. Well, you know what, uh, Lucy, you're a worthy competitor, and I'm Thank happy you. to cede this crown to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Might see you at trivia sometime, and you might can have a rematch. When I well, when I go to trivia, I always wear uh, noise canceling headphones so I can hear the questions better and uh, sunglasses. <laughs> Just arriving at pub trivia, off. like really yeah. serious. Yeah, it's normally me and my assistants. <laughs> I'm hoping some listening classics professor is going to get in touch and yell at me for the way I pronounced Hecate or whatever her name was. I don't know. Well, Hecate. Uh, I just hope that we have Hecate. Hecate. Like Hecate. Potato. Well, Lucy, it has been an absolute pleasure. This is fun. Having you join us today. We are out of officially scripted questions. If there are any last... No, little... we're not out of scripted questions. We have one question. Mm. Oh, one three-part yes. question. How... Well, two. actually, we have two questions then, by, that, by, that, by your logic. Okay, here mm. we go. Mm-hmm. Question number one. You are sailing back to Australia... As you do. As you do. As I do. Um, because your in one condition of your green card was that you need to travel by boat to your home country, right. get some paperwork filled out, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But tragically, you are shipwrecked. Marooned. And stranded on a desert island. Mm. But, but shit. you can bring one book, one album, and one movie. That are, you, that's on the boat because the boat's loaded with like multimedia options. Right. What do you bring? I don't want to say anything that makes me sound like an insufferable podcaster, you know? Say it. I'm sorry. Where have we been for the past hour? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is... Insufferable, insufferable podcasting yeah, is our theme. That's yeah, that's literally true. who we are. Yeah. Uh, okay. My favorite book is A Picture of Dorian Gray, Ooh. which is somewhat insufferable, but it's, it's not, not like not Bukowski levels of insufferable. Yeah. Oscar, you know? Oscar Wilde, good, good companion when you're trapped on a desert island. Yeah, I definitely. Guess. Could be worse. What okay. else do I need? A movie? Uh, album a movie. and a movie. Mm. And a good cheat for if you can't think of an album, you just say greatest, uh, somebody's greatest hits, whatever your favorite band what? is. We don't want to give her that. We no, don't we, wanna, you're Lucy. You're not allowed to use the greatest hits because you stole no. the trivia crown. Mm. No, come on. No, this yeah. is me being this, petty. This is this is this anti-Australian racism needs to end. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of racism going on. It's really disappointing, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hmm. I should have prepared for this movie. Is uh, the Wedding Singer, starring Adam Sandler. Such it's a the, it's movie. the good Adam Somebody Sandler movie. Me, Such a delightful exactly. movie. Exactly. 
I would I would take that album, in fact, Adam it's Sandler's cool. it's album. It's a good soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. All the 80s hits, right? Yeah. Uh, do you, guys do you really want to hurt me? Yeah. Boy George, I think that's the lead, that's mm-hmm. the lead track, right? It has an incredible soundtrack. Do you guys yeah. want to know a, a, a personal thing about me? One time, uh, whenever we first started dating, Jordan made me a mix CD. Mm. And it was it so was, cute. This was approximately 1998. No, it was like, I, I didn't have an iPod. So I did have an iPod, actually. I take it back. But she made me a mix CD. It was great. And... She made me another one as we had been dating a little longer. And I was like, I want to do something sweet first. I'm like, I'm going to make her one. But I'd been in a band for a long time. So like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to record it. Oh, and God. one of the songs I recorded on the mix CD was the, All I want to do is grow old with you. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I did it. And she still married you? She still married me. Incredible. She married him yeah. extra hard after that one. <laughs> extra. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have said it with that, that tone. <laughs> I don't know. Extra. Extra. <laughs> Anyways, so Wedding Singer, near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Mm. Good. Okay, so movie and soundtrack. Do you know who originally Maybe. did that role on Broadway? I do. Oh, the not. Wedding Singer? Yeah. Stephen Lynch, the musical comedian, if you oh. guys ever listen to him. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah. I would also take a Smiths album. Just, you know, really you gotta, get into the loneliness. I can, I yeah. can see. This is not, let's just say I'm not shocked. Yeah. yeah. Respect. Okay. Respect. I, I'm insulted, but it's fine. You know, it's the truth. <laughs> I feel like that would be great, just being alone on a desert island. Just just get really suicidal, you That's know? That's actually yeah. true. <laughs> and then think about Morrissey and how much he sucks now. Oh, he's, he's terrible. He was, really like, what? he was wearing like a, was it, it wasn't like a UKIP pin he was wearing. It was like a, was it like a BNP pin? Like British National Party? He was wearing like I some right wing. so, like an actual alt-right party type yeah, he's thing. He's very, for somebody who's supposed to be like in touch with emotions, yeah. those emotions don't include compassion for immigrants, apparently. It's the old apparently people not. thing, right? Old yeah, he loves, an, loves animals, hates immigrants. Mm. <laughs> He's just got that white people sadness. Yeah. Mm. All no, right. Ain't no sadness like a white people sadness. Because a white people sadness. <laughs> don't stop don't until stop. we burn your entire country. Yeah. Uh, as you oh, saw actually, on last whatever, week's episode of Game of Thrones. Whatever desert island you end up on, it's only a matter of time before ScoMo starts like putting another refugee pen there. Yeah, so, sending some more refugees yeah. over. Oh my God. You guys will be out here in no time. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. we still do that. That's not yeah. going anywhere now. It's it's crazy. Like we get a lot of heat for our for our uh child detention policy at the border mm. the, the family oh, we've separation been doing that for but yeah decades. like what they do for those of you who don't know basically take that and add a they take refuge, yeah they literally yeah. put these people i mean it's it's miles and miles and miles from anything yeah. they just ferry people out there to a random remote island all these refugees and put them on an island they literally cannot leave mm. and all australians just go well they shouldn't have done something illegal that's what americans say too yeah, yeah. All well, right, so our next question. Oh, I know they were going to deport Juan. I really liked Juan. <laughs> a more a more hard-hitting question. Mm. What is your favorite restaurant in Honolulu? Ooh. There's so many good places here. The food here is really, really good. good food. I did go to Alan Wong's. Yeah. You like it? Swanky. Yeah. It was really good. Oh, that was good. Obama's been there. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's exciting. R.I.P. 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 Yeah, Alan Wong's is great if you want to spend an insane amount of money on yeah. food. What if you don't? Say, where would you go? I like, there's a little pub called the Pint and Jigger. Pint and Jigger. They have good. really good food, actually. Yeah, Australian mm-hmm. endorsing a pub is a good, that's yeah, a good verification. Their beer pub. list is good, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good. There's a lot of places to get good beer here. Yeah. And a good burger, which Pint and Jigger does very well. Yeah. yeah. Hawaii is very good for that. It doesn't have the whole terrible American food culture. <laughs> terrible? <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I won't insult your nation. Please. Great we nation. insult our nation all the time. Every single week we insult food our nation. Food here is just, it's on a whole other level. In terms of goodness? 
in terms, terms of, of like portions? sugar and portions. Oh yeah, yeah. Welcome it's to incredible. Freedom. That's yeah. the freedom you're tasting. Freedom. Yeah, feel that freedom running through your arteries. Yeah. I did. I I loved it for the first few months I was here, and then eventually I was like, I gotta stop eating. Homegrown. This. You've only ever been to Hawaii. This <laughs> Hawaii is like the slim fast diet of America. I'm yeah. from Alabama. Oh God. I went. I'm telling you, I was back visiting in Alabama for a week, and. I put on like seven and a half pounds. Yeah, I put on weight when I first yeah. moved here. Yeah, it's it's really easy to do. Yep. And we vegetables aren't huge here. Vegetables. Yeah, things are, just don't come with vegetables the way that they do back home. Did yeah. you do you know what like Michelle Obama tried to add vegetables to to, to children's lunches? Mm. And you would have you would have thought that I just I, I actually <laughs> I have no I have no analogy because there's nothing to describe how vegetables are socialism. <laughs> Like, hey, Lucy, will you stick around and do our shout-out segment with us? Sure, Great. whatever that is. Ladies and gentlemen, back in a minute with shout-outs with Lucy Valentine. Lucy Blue Valentine. Podcast. Lucy oh, Valentine. I back in L night. It. I hate it. Can you, can you say back in a minute with, with, in a, in the, in with your, an American in very accent? Exa- what, what am I saying? Say back in a minute. With the Blue Hawaii Podcast in your most like obnoxious American accent. Back in a minute with the Blue Hawaii Podcast. <laughs> Is that good? Sounded great. I I want to stand up and like put my hand over my heart right now. That's yeah. the most. I feel very American. Shout outs! Congratulations to the Taiwan, real, the real China, the real. That's gonna real people, China. Oh, people are coming after us for that. We are gonna uh, get assassinated for that one. <laughs> Taiwan, the first Asian country to legalize same-sex marriage. Woo-hoo. Good for them. There's one bright beacon of light in our international hellscape. Taiwan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also. Shout out to the New Orleans Pelicans on winning the NBA draft lottery, a.k.a. the Zion Williamson sweepstakes. What's funny about that, though, is, you know, you could say no one deserves it more than Coach Alvin Landry after shepherding the team through the Anthony Davis debacle and subsequent implosion. But I've seen this theory that Zion's not super stoked about playing in New Orleans and that he could actually choose to return to Duke for a year. Once you you hire an agent, once you... You can. He's hired an agent, hasn't he? Yeah, but you can pull out any point at any point up until the draft. Oh, so there's potentially. I don't think it's. I think potentially. I don't think you're gonna leave fifty million dollars on the table to. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. Watch the space. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. Then the New York Knicks. Those long-suffering bastards. Yep. Lucy, any shout-outs for you, really quickly? No shout-outs to anyone in my country who voted for the Liberal Party. Anti-shout-out. Shout-out to whoever unseated Fraser Anning, who was the, the super neo-Nazi senator that So the egg egged. guy lost. Egg guy. Egg least, guy lost his seat. At least oh. he lost. Silver lining. Yeah. If there's any silver lining. Silver also, lining. Tony Abbott, ex-Prime Minister he Tony lost, Abbott, he that. lost his seat, which he's had. To a lady, had. as yes. I recall. Yes. Yeah, that mm-hmm. That's big. Any other shout-outs? Any any podcast or anything that we should listen to? You, you should know? listen to my podcast. To your podcast. Just oh, mine. you have one. Mm. Oh, mm. what's it called? It's called Bunta Vista, and you can find us online on Patreon, on okay. Spotify now. Okay, Ooh. we've got it all going on. Doesn't it take forever to get on Spotify? Yes, it took us months to yep. get on Spotify. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's hard being a podcaster. It is, and uh, out of out of respect, uh, before you know, and, and and learning lessons that we've learned from going to the commercial, we are not gonna repeat the name of your podcast in an outrageously offensive Australian accent God. caricature. Can you do it when I'm not here? We will. Once <laughs> once you're once once oh listeners as soon listeners as you leave. Listeners it hang is on, on. Hang in there because it's gonna it be is Crikey Bunta Vista. That's how you guys that's how you guys do it. That's not what we say. Crikey. We, I, oh, I don't say crikey. No, yeah. We've I'm, my my accent's more authentic than that. Oh if, okay. If 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 
Oh, so I if used we, to. If we do need to channel Steve Irwin, though, we don't do. We do the. We're always fond of a good woo, I think. But I'm not going to do that in front of her now. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I got to tell you one Australian story before. Uh, so my wife was working doing some international business stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, she would Selling always. What did you say? Selling <laughs> drugs. <laughs> so what kind of? She was selling batteries. And that's, that's the Australian word for meth. That's a, yeah. Mm. Batteries mm-hmm. is, isn't that what they call it? Well, they yeah. call them batteries. But <laughs> um, I would sometimes like walk in and she would have, she would be on a conference call and she would have it on speakerphone. And when she was talking to the Aussie people, they're like, they were super like sexist to be honest. <laughs> and so like I would walk in and they'd always go, all right, boys, this is Jordan Little. She's a lady, but listen up. Uh, she's got a lot of <laughs> shit to say. So, uh, no, I'm just sitting here, fighters. Let's uh, let's fucking listen. Every like, wow, every, that's uh, that's incredible. That yeah. was really accurate. Every time they would be like, they would always say like, that's just how they say hello. They would yeah. always it would be super sexist like introduction, mm. but then they'd always be like, but listen up. It's uh, not bad for a Shayla. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was so. That sounds like Australian men. That's why I'm marrying an American one. Hey, hey, USA. Um, we did it. Also, uh, final shout out. Rest in peace to the OG UH football coach, Dick Tomey, the wizard. Put us on the map. Go Bows. Aloha. Oy. Aloha. Aloha. Oy. Yeah. Yes. Well said. Well, Lucy Valentine, again, thank you so much. Mm, thank you for having me. It's been an absolute blast. I hope we can make more Australian fans after this. I am sorry I'm for what we said about your lovely country. You'll probably have some of our listeners listening to you now. Yeah, like, they yeah. love podcasts. Do they? Yeah. Uh, if love you it. are a Lucy Valentine, well, they'll be featured potentially if they follow us in our recurring segment, Best Decisions of Their Life this week. Yes. Mm. Where we profile we put- people who made the best decisions of their life, Damn. which is, of course, following us on That's Twitter. That's a great idea. Yeah. going to steal that for our podcast. Please Thank do. you. It's fine. fine by us. You probably, it's going to be harder us. because you will actually have a large quantity of people following you as opposed to <laughs> right. three bots three bots every other Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had tweet mugs follow us last week. Oh, nice. They'll just put a, they'll put a Donald Trump tweet on a mug if you pay him $190. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen... Like us on Twitter or on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Do all that stuff. Uh, get in touch. Oh, also, so uh, you, we mentioned this. You're talking about uh, the sports bookies paying out bets. So, so sports, mm. sports gambling, big part of Australian culture. If you had to bet Iran or Venezuela, who are we invading first? Definitely Venezuela because okay. of the socialism, right? Got to stamp that right out. Yeah, but we do we hate islamic people or do we hate socialism mm. more mm. find out on next week's episode the blue hawaii podcast stay tuned aloha g'day mate <laughs> we're sorry lucy sorry. <laughs> blue hawaii. Blue hawaii.